Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have crowning from my soul, chapter eight, Homo Depot. Hooking up in the big city, I usually found business professional in the closet gay guys who were single and wanted to get off. Hooking up in my hometown, I usually got a married, paranoid, ho-dunk job-working moron who wanted to get off in some weird, shady way. The first time I had a hometown hookup on Craigslist, it opened my eyes to the underground married-to-a-woman-but-loves-sucking-dick scene. After I dropped out of school and left New York to move back home, I got to work using my big city education to find some online dick. My hometown is the armpit of Massachusetts. No, seriously, look it up. The shape of Cape Cod looks like a big, stupid arm, and right there in the armpit is Wareham. The general area that I grew up in seemed to be very blue-collar, straight-laced, homophobic, and had a plethora of straight married men that were online dying to suck some D. During my Thomas Anonymous glory days, I have cruised Craigslist in LA, New York, hell, even Wisconsin, and I have never seen so many of the straight-for-straight straight dude posts on Craigslist than I did in my home state. Hometown proud! Of course, I was still super discreet and in total denial about being gay. I mean, it's not gay if they blow you, duh. I replied to a Craigslist post that said, Straight guy looking for blow bud. I thought, yeah, that's about what I'm looking for. This guy was married with kids and we exchanged a few emails, then decided to meet up that afternoon. The plan was to meet in a parking lot, hang out in either his car or mine, and then we would blow each other. Sounds simple enough. Okay, see you there. I got in my shitbox car and I hit the streets of Wareham en route to the agreed meeting point. Keeping it butch, we decided to meet up in the parking lot of the local Home Depot. So straight. So the next time you drive by a Home Depot, know that there are some super straight gay blowjobs happening there. Also, moving forward from this point, we will obviously be calling it Homo Depot. He told me to look for a white van and park as close to it as possible. Whatever, van man. I'll park wherever I want. I'm going to a Craigslist hookup. Hm, me. I pulled up to the Wareham Homo Depot in my rattling Cutlass Sierra, and as I drove to the back line of the parking lot, I could see a piece of shit white van with no windows that I instantly knew was his. I took a deep breath and pulled in next to his big white van. We both got out of our cars and shook hands as if we were both new guys on the job today and were about to start doing something butch like start replacing some pipes or pouring some concrete. Now this is going to be a shock, but it turns out Van Man was not so attractive. A recurring theme in the world of internet hookups. But you get what you pay for. He looked like he was a sloppy construction worker around 38. He had a baseball hat on and was rocking a dad bod that was okay in some areas, and then in other areas, it was like, whoa, dude, what's going on with your stomach? He had on some dirty jeans and a flannel shirt with a classic white t-shirt underneath. Certified straight guy outfit. His face was scruffy, and his chins were starting to become multiple. I'm not sure the status of his teeth, though. I always tried my best to not look at my Craigslist clients in the face. It's a work ethic thing. I had only seen a picture of his penis before meeting him, learning again the hard life lesson of mandatory face pics. Van Man told me how hot I was. His eyes were kind of bugging out of his head, and he seemed too excited to be there. I felt like lunch, and that this guy had been starving for eight months. Like, I'm 20-something. I know I'm hot. Duh. Van Man thought it would be better if we didn't stay there, and instead, we should go for a ride and find somewhere to park. Find somewhere to park? Like, we're literally parked right now. In a parking lot. It doesn't get more parked than this. 
Oh, I get it. We meet at Homo Depot because that makes it butch and straight, but we have to go somewhere else for the blowjobs because another butch butcherstein might see us here. Got it. I wanted to say to him, uh, there's probably like 40 other guys blowing each other right now in this very parking lot, but whatever. Without even assessing the situation a little bit, I hopped into this guy's van to go for a ride. Now this is the part where normal people always say, why did you do that? Are you crazy? And I know, I get it. And yes, you are correct. I am crazy. Me! Van Man was tied down with a wife and kids, so I thought, great, at least he won't be trying to be my boyfriend or anything gay like that. As we started to drive, he talked about how he doesn't mind hooking up randomly, but was really looking for and wanting a steady, regular, consistent blow buddy. Seriously, dude? You have a wife and two kids, and now you want a consistent blow buddy? God, this guy wants it all! Van Man wanted to have a buddy on standby to hang out and do straight guy stuff with, like watch the game, drink some beers, and then totally shove each other's cocks in our mouth and maybe do a few piles of cocaine. You know, normal straight guy stuff. <sighs> the more he talked, the happier I was that this was a one-time thing, because I was definitely not in the market for a blow-buddy-coke relationship. I'm a one-time thing, and it sounded like this married straight guy was looking for a boyfriend. But you know, like a straight one. Van Man wanted to make it a committed, no-strings-attached relationship. Okay, that sounds like a horrible contradiction. He told me he had a buddy of his a couple towns over who let him use his apartment for hookups on the weekends. Oh, you and your friend share an apartment for gay sex. How straight of you guys. Van Man would not shut the fuck up about his sex apartment. He thought it would be a great idea if a couple times a month we spent weekends together doing a bunch of cocaine and sucking each other off. Yeah, that seems like a great nightmare. Van Man was becoming a total drag. And also, he was driving all the way across town. Like, dude, we were already parked. I think all that cocaine talk is making you paranoid. I couldn't believe this guy was married, had a wife, two kids, chilling somewhere, just waiting for dad to come home, all while dad was out in his van about to suck off a 20-somethinger and trying to set up a steady fuck-slash-coke buddy. What? I humored him, though, and agreed that it sounded like a great idea, and I was totally into it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I totally want to do cocaine. Agreement is important when it comes to riding in vans with strangers. You never know when they might snap and kill you. Best to play it cool. We were still looking for a place to pull over and get down to business while he slowly putt-putted the van down the street. Since this scenic drive seemed like it was never-ending, I made him pull over and stop at a liquor store and buy me a six-pack of beer and a pack of cigarettes. Beer and cigarettes. Super straight. Also, kudos to me for making him buy me stuff. Me. By the time we found a shady place in the woods, I had already pounded three beers and was chain smoking. We pulled off to the side of the road and parked in a woodsy area, which looked like it could have easily been a crime scene in the not so distant past. He put the van in park and I braced myself to either get murdered or blown. Once the transmission locked into park, he shot across the van towards me and dove headfirst into my crotch, unzipped my pants and got to work. 52 seconds later, I was done and ready to leave. But then, something happened I didn't expect. He unzipped his pants and expected a BJ in return. Uh-oh, this guy doesn't know how I operate. When it comes to ugly guys, I'm a one-way street. And you can blame the ugly stranger in New York for that, thank you very much. But I was in the woods, in a van, with a stranger. Who knows if I would live to tell the tale of refusing to suck this guy off. So, I improvised. 
I leaned over, grabbed his stupid D, held my breath for fear of the stink. I put my mouth almost right up to the tip, and then I pulled away, leaned back, and said, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I can only do this if it's before I finish. I waited for what felt like forever for him to respond. I thought to myself, Oh my god, what is it gonna say? Jesus, Tommy, that was a really lame excuse to not suck dick at the prearranged dick sucking. God, what am I, an idiot? Jesus, this guy could have a gun. I should just suck his stupid gross dick and get the fuck out of here. His mouth started to open and all he said was, oh, there was an awkward pause. I figured if he had a weapon, I would just give him this moment to grab it. Oh, he said again. Huh. Oh, no, I get it. It's all right. I mean, you tried to, so at least I know you like doing it. You know, for next time. I could not believe I just got away with the lamest excuse ever for not sucking D. Me! He was cool with it. He just wanted to make sure I was into it because he's had many young guys in the past take off right after they get blown. Gee, can't imagine why, Van Man, you big weirdo. Thank you, universe! Oh god, I was in the clear and so happy that I didn't have to suck him off. And I got blown! And I got free beer! And smokes! Huh. We started to drive back, so I cracked open my last beer and slowly sipped it as we cruised back to the Homo Depot. So butch. However, there was still the long, slow ride back to Homo Depot. Sure, I had been given a free pass to not have Van Man's Van Dick in my mouth, but now I was committed to selling the idea that I was super excited into going to his sex apartment for blowjobs and coke. He was like, yeah, we can put the game on and just suck each other off and drink and do lines all day. Oh man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's cool because me and my buddy share the apartment, so we have like a gallon tub of lube. <laughs> I mean, if you're into fucking, we can do that too. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds really hot. Oh yeah, oh man, great. <laughs> then we'll be fucking and sucking each other off and doing a shit ton of coke, dude. Oh man, I would love to do a bump off your cock. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Man, I wish I had some cocaine right now. What are you doing tonight? I just have to run home, but I could call my buddy, grab an eight ball, and just hang out in my van. Oh, uh... I knew if I tried to come up with an excuse, he would find a way around it, so I just went for it and I said, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's meet up later. Sure. Van Man was in. He was gonna go lie to his wife and then meet up with me again later. Great. We finally made it back to my car that I had abandoned at Homo Depot. I told him I was probably just gonna go do some stuff close by, that way when he called, I could meet him quickly. Yeah. I got out of the van as he smiled ear to ear about our plans that night. I got in my car and headed as fast as I could home and immediately turned my phone off. You getting ghosted, Van Man. Thankfully, I never had to see Van Man again after that. You better believe he blew up my phone like a crazy person that night, and I deleted every voicemail without ever listening to whatever crazy manic monologue he left. Every once in a while over the next few months, he would leave rambling voicemails, letting me know when his friend's gross sex apartment was available for BJ's and Coke. God, take a hint, dude. Jeez. To this day, whenever I drive by a Homo Depot, I think of Budweiser, cigarettes, and a blowjob that I got in a shady white van. The hometown Craigslist hookups for me were always pretty lame. Once, this guy from Providence drove to my house so that we could 69 on my bed. That was his specific plan that was outlined in his post on Craigslist. Travel to 69. Huh? At first I thought, what is 69 and why would you want to travel there? And then I realized, oh no, he wants to travel to a person to 69 each other. Okay, that makes sense. His plan was to show up, get on the bed, but the bed must be neatly made, and then we 69 on top of the neatly made bed. Huh, oh, that's a new one. Cool, I'm game. I met him at a gas station just down the street from my house. He was in a non-creepy car and seemed normal enough, so I had him follow me home. Yay, strangers! As we entered my house, I started to lead him towards the bedroom, and he said, 
Hey, I want us to come and swallow at the same time. Uh, okay. That's just kind of rude. I just think if your Craigslist post is going to have a detailed outlined plan of 69ing on a neatly made bed, then maybe you could also mention that you want to ingest each other's sperm. Would have been helpful. Sounds good, I said, falling into my usual paranoia that this person could be a mass murderer and I should play it cool. Providence was stocky and thick. Okay, fine. This guy was fat. There, I said it. I hope you're happy. He got on top of the bed and said, So tell me when you're going to come so that I can come at the same time and then we both swallow. Yeah, okay, I got it. Jesus, what is this guy, an aspiring porn director? And action! Oh, is this Union? There was no KTB for us. Nope. We get on the bed and jump immediately into 69 position. Let's take a moment quickly and talk about 69ing. In my experience, 69ing should just be something you think about while masturbating, because the logistics of performing this task in real life is exhausting and unfulfilling. There are definitely some pros and cons to 69ing, and most rational sane people will realize the cons far outweigh the pros. Pro, you're getting head, and getting head is great. Con, you're also giving head at the same exact time, so already this is a busy situation. Pro, you're still getting head. Yay, head! Con, 69ing can only be done in a couple ways. If you are super flexible and work for Cirque du Soleil, you could probably 69 while standing on a yoga ball. The rest of us, however, have two options. You can 69 laying on your side, or you can 69 one person laying on their back and the other straddled on top. Both of these positions suck. Pro, getting blown, woo! Con, it numbs you. I mean, honestly, every time I've 69 I couldn't even tell if I was getting blown or not because there's too much going on. I'm sure the pros and cons list could go on for a little longer, but I gotta get back to me in Providence 69ing. So there I was, 69ing on my bed with Providence. I was on the bottom, and his giant body straddled me on top. And I was getting the worst jaw ache ever. And on top of that, I now had the pressure to come and swallow his cum at the same time. Jesus, this was complicated. Why does this have to be so choreographed? I didn't really want to swallow. The entire time we 69 I was just thinking of ways I could casually not swallow. Should I pretend to choke? Should I just spit and say I forgot? And then it happened. And with no great plan in action, I just did it. Gulp. Ugh. Providence stays in my memory mostly because he inspired me from that moment on to learn how to fake swallow. People always say to me, how do you fake swallow? You'll know when you do it. It takes talent, commitment, and most of all, showmanship. You basically just slowly spit it all back out onto them, and since men are notoriously stupid, it works. Now, just for the record, there are times when swallowing is super hot, but it's usually when you are super attracted and into the guy you're with. Oh, that's a weird concept. Live and learn. As you can imagine, my Craigslist memories get a little blurry from time to time. I know, I should have been making a scrapbook during all this. My last hometown Craigslist hookup drove about an hour from Boston to meet me. I don't remember this guy's post online, but I'm sure it met my requirement of straight and discreet. I was still straight, you guys! This guy called me while he was driving to me because he got lost and he needed directions. And he was a chatty Kathy. Our phone call quickly turned into a bad date as he started asking all the typical date questions. I started to drink in order to deal with this loser on his way to me. Uh, hello? Is this connection okay? Because I thought we were hooking up for blowjobs. Why? Why are we chatting? Finally, he arrived, and just as I suspected, Chatty Cathy started all kinds of small talk as I tried to hurry us inside to somewhere blowjobs could be had. 
Oh, do you live here? Where are you from? What's up with your family? Do you have any siblings? Are you in school? Do you do this a lot? Have you been tested? Oh my god, shut up! I moved into the living room, and as he was still talking about his job and how he wanted to look for a new one but wants to find something better and blah 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 blah. I took off my pants and just stood there, dick out, waiting. Sometimes you just gotta make a blunt move to get your point across. Good news, it worked! Chatty Kathy finally shut up and we were able to start the deed. Man, I really liked when this guy was not talking. So much better. We exchanged BJs, and when I went went down to return the favor, I discovered something I had never experienced before. This was the first hookup that I was in contact with a real-life tiny penis. I couldn't believe it! It was the size of my pinky finger. So easy to suck, I was pleasantly surprised. I wish every blowjob was that easy. This dick was so small that while you are sucking it, you could totally have an entire conversation with someone. Seriously, I have my pinky finger in my mouth right now and I'm talking. This is what it was like. I mean, you could blow up an inflatable raft and suck his dick at the same time. That's how small it was. And another great thing about small dicks, they instantly give you the biggest ego boost about yourself. Like, wow, I'm perfectly average, but next to this guy, I'm a hung beast. After we finished, he was sitting on the couch and mentioned that he had to get home to his wife. Oh god, of course you do. And then he asked me to come over and cuddle for a little bit. I gave him a cold stare and said, no, you have to go now. I know, it was kind of bitchy, but hearing about his wife and having it be the millionth guy I hooked up with who had a wife, I got really annoyed. Annoyed because even though I wasn't married or with anyone, I realized that I was just as closeted as he was. And I also felt sad for this poor woman who had to be married to Chatty Cathy and had to get fucked by him and his tiny pinky dick. Thoughts and prayers to that lady. It was only ever in my home state that I had so many down low shady don't tell anybody oh my god I have a wife hookups. And looking back now, I feel a little bad for those guys. I mean, they must have been so miserable. But mostly, and more importantly, I feel bad for the women at home who had to be married to all those closeted homosexuals. And I can only hope that his wife and all of those wives eventually left them and started to get some nice big straight dick. Wishing you the best, girl. The best part about my hookup with Chatty Cathy was that it took place at my mom and Fat Matt's house while they were out of town. Oh, you thought my trash throwing game was my only revenge? No. Nothing says fuck you to your Republican Christian mom like anonymous gay sex on her blanket covered love seat from Sears. Haha! -ha. You did it, yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye!